Economic news on SAFM. Facts and figures you can count on. And we're joined on the line now by research analyst Fundi Swanguta. So the RAND performed better than expected, so tell us about the recovery there. Yes, it was quite a surprise to many. The RAND recovered by around 50 cents yesterday. So when we started in the morning, it was around 14.17 on Monday morning, and it went all the way down to around 13.75 when I left office yesterday um, afternoon. So it made quite significant gains over the day. And the reason why is because the market positioned itself long dollars due to the downgrade. And I'll explain what I mean by long dollars. But under a textbook situation, um, all the economics look bad in terms of we, there was a pending downgrade. Um, the financial situation in South Africa hasn't been looking pretty over the past couple of months. So you would think that under normal textbook situation that the RAND is going to depreciate quite significantly. But what happened is before the downgrade, investors would have then moved their money into dollars anticipating the downgrade, anticipating weakness in the economy and the subsequent events that would result from a downgrade. And when you move money out of rands into dollars, it would mean that you have more demand for dollars, which would increase and push up the, the, the demand and the, and, and the price for dollars. And when we closed on Friday pre-announcement, how the events unfolded is that we first started off at 13.90 before the downgrade, then post the announcement in, in the New York session, which would be New York time on, on Friday evening, it would have been at around 14.15. Then Monday morning in the Far East, which would have been Sunday afternoon, it would have been at around 14.17. And then when we came in in the morning, the RAND started getting stronger. And when the market opened, what we saw was that local exporters started selling their dollars. And in a situation as exporters would be getting a lot of dollars from their sales overseas, and when they sell their dollars, it creates a demand for RAND. And when there's a demand for RAND, it would increase the price for RAND. And this then creates excess dollars in the market because exporters are selling the dollars, increase of supply of dollars um, pushes down the price for dollars. So this is how those events are unfolding. And thereafter, those investors who took the position of hedging themselves against the RAND weakness of putting their money into dollars started seeing that there's a huge sell-off of, of dollars over, over the day. Then they started selling off their dollars. And when we have a huge demand for for RAND and a, and a decrease in demand for dollars, you'll see an appreciation of the RAND. And that's how those events unfolded over the day, starting with the 14.17 in the morning and ending with a 13.75. And then, uh, Fundiswa, uh, just a quick one on Bitcoin. Uh, I see they've made some significant gains and almost topped $10,000. What's driving that cryptocurrency crazy? Yeah, so Bitcoin blew past the $9,700 mark yesterday, and this is after it topped $8,000 only two weeks ago. So you can see it's made such significant gains over the space of two weeks. And this is considering the fact that in January, Bitcoin was under $1,000. Therefore, it's gone up almost 10 times this year, which is really, really astonishing. So the gain in, in, in Bitcoin has been that a lot of mainstream uh, market attention has been coming towards Bitcoin. And this is completely defining the bubble warnings that a lot of institutional market has been having against Bitcoin. And what they're saying is that the gains of Bitcoin have increased so significantly over such a short space of time. And that when this happens, the market overheats and they're expecting it to crash at some point. But 
we've just seen the run of Bitcoin from just under 1000 all the way up to $9,700 over the past couple of months, and it doesn't seem to be stopping. And a lot of what's fueling the Bitcoin market is um, the speculative nature. And, um, and, and, and the great thing about Bitcoin is that it's not just the speculative nature that is um, attractive about it, but also it has utility. You're able to transfer money quickly within seconds. So I can transfer in South Africa money to Russia within 30 minutes. But if I had to buy a bank account, it would take either a day or a couple of days, depending on you know, what banks you're using. At the same time, we've seen that Bitcoin has um, changed the way in which we are exchanging goods and services. So you're actually able to pay for goods using Bitcoin. And in some countries, they've actually even introduced ATMs for Bitcoin. Um, if we had to link this to the downgrade and why it's relevant to the downgrade is in a situation like this, we spoke about investors moving their money out of rands into dollars in order to hedge their position for the expected rand weakness. Um, also, investors in this situation would use Bitcoin in order to hedge against the RAND weakness by also taking their money out of RAND and putting it into Bitcoin. And Bitcoin is denominated in dollars. So they'd also use that as a, as a hedging mechanism. Another reason why we see that Bitcoin has increased tremendously over the past um, couple of months, especially um, these past two months, is because it will be um, adopted by institutional market. So up till now, it's been a lot of speculative investors who've put their money into Bitcoin. And you know, there's, there's been lots of criticism about it not being regulated, it being used for cybercrime or money laundering around the world. And now that some of the institutional investors, such as the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, they're going to la launch a Bitcoin futures exchange in December. And that's fueling the buying because it's, it's kind of saying to the market that it's becoming more regulated, the risk is, is reducing in Bitcoin, and other people, such as normal retail market, are going to start looking at this product, and other hedge fund managers are going to start looking at it. And when you start creating that situation, it's going to increase the demand for Bitcoin. And as we've seen, you know, with the RAND, when you increase the demand for a certain product, the price immediately starts to shoot up. One thing we have to remember is that there's a limited supply of Bitcoin. So there's only 21 million Bitcoin ever and that there will ever be. So when you have limited supply and you see a situation now where the demand has been increasing and even more so when you start um, – bringing in the institutional market into Bitcoin, um, that space is going to increase the demand with the limited supply and therefore push up the price. Um, I'm really scared of Bitcoin. I mean, it's, it's something that's risky. You're not really sure about it. But, um, I mean, we've seen over the past couple of year, uh, months, the track record has completely shot the lights and shot the perception of, of really um, safe institutional investors. And it's come to a point that even one of my colleagues made a bet and said that if I put in, um, he'll hedge my losses. So if I, if I lose 50%, then he'll pay me back everything. But if I make a gain, then I have to share the profits. So we'll wow. see it. Must be nice for this one to have someone who would cover you like that. But uh, thank you so much. And of course, uh, we'll talk again tomorrow. Research analyst Fundiswa Nkuta.